Good morning, people of God. Here we go again this morning. It's 10.09 a.m. We thank God for this day. I pray that each of and every one of you are safe and well. Well, this morning here is the inspirational word and songs that the Holy Spirit has given me. This is Apostle Shirley Evans coming you this morning again with the message. The message this morning is a call to steadfastness. And the scripture he gave me is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my brethren, beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The thing about it is at times when, before he sends out his message, he's speaking to his messenger. Because a lot of times you get weary in well-doing. And sometimes we murmur and complain. So he has to say, listen, continue to do what I call you to do. I've given you grace to do it. Be steadfast. So here's the song as he was giving me uh, last night and this morning. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Pardon for sin and a peace that endured thy own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. 
blessings all mine with ten thousand besides great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see all i have need did thy hand hath provided great is thy faithfulness lord unto thee they are new every morning new every morning great is thy faithfulness o lord great is thy faithfulness and the word steadfastness means firmness persistence and determination in one's endeavors and so a call to steadfastness steadfastness in human things it was steadfastness in Ruth's life Ruth chapter 1 verse 18 Ruth was a Moabitess but that did not stop her from worshiping the true and living God nor did it stop God from accepting her worship and blessing her greatly now you know the story perhaps you don't but if you look in the book of Ruth chapter 1 um, Ruth had lost her husband so had uh, Naomi and Orpah but here they were going back um, to Bethlehem and here it is that uh, Ruth made a decision that she would be steadfast and continue on with with her mother-in-law Naomi who served a true and living God the Jews were not the only people God loved he chose them to be the people through whom the rest of the world would come to know him this was fulfilled when Jesus Christ was born as a Jew through Jesus the entire world can come to know God Ruth was blessed because of her faithfulness no one should feel disqualified to serve God because of race sex or nationality Ruth said to Naomi in Ruth chapter 1 verse 16 don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you where you go I will go and where you stay I will stay your people shall be my people and your God my God where you die I will die and there I would be buried may the Lord deal with me be it ever so severely if anything but death separates you and me when Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her she stopped urging her she was steadfast she was faithful she was determined she was persistent I pray that the leaders would be steadfast determined and persistent Jeremiah chapter 35 verse 1 to 17 if you have a chance I want you to read it 
the Rechabites' code of conduct, conduct resembled that of the Nazarites, who took a special vow of dedication to God. Numbers chapter 6. For 200 years, they had obeyed their ancestors' vow to, uh, to abstain from wine, while the rest of the nation was breaking its covenant with God. These people were steadfast in their commitment. God wanted the rest of his people to remain as committed to their covenant with him as the Rechabites with wine to demonstrate their commitment and dedication. God knew they wouldn't break their vow. When leaders make a vow to God, they should keep it. Principle. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Daniel had principles. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. You have to be resolved. Resolve is a strong word that means to be devoted to principle and to be committed to a course of action. When Daniel reserved not to defile himself, he was being true to lifelong determination to do what was right and not to give in to the pressures around him. We too are often we often find ourselves with pressures, but a lot of times what we do, we compromise our standards and we live more like the world around us, merely wanting or preferring God's will and way is not enough to stand the onslaught of temptation. Like Daniel, we must resolve to obey God. We must be determined. Be steadfast in spiritual things, enduring, enduring hardships. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 7 says, God disciplines his sons and daughters. Endure hardship as disciple, as being disciplined. God is treating you as sons. For what sons are not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Who loves his child more? The father who allows the child to do what will harm him or the one who corrects, trains, and even punishes the child to help him learn what is right. God's discipline is a sign of his true love for us. When God corrects us, see it as proof of his love and ask him what he is trying to teach us. We are also supposed to bear persecution. Romans 8, 
verse 35 to 37 declares, Paul says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Believers have always had to face hardship in many forms, persecution, illness, imprisonment, even death. I don't understand why we who are still alive and read the Bible, we're not recognizing that those people had to go through the same thing. These trials could cause them to think they have been abandoned by Christ. But Paul says it is impossible to be separated from Christ. His death for us is proof of his unconquerable love. Nothing can separate us from his love. He tells us how great his love is for us so we can feel totally secure in him. So we should not be afraid. We are to maintain our steadfastness. We are to have perseverance. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6 declares, But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and we are his house, if we hold on to our courage and the hope of what we boast. Let me say that again. We are his house. If we hold on to our courage and the hope of which we boast. Because Christ lives in us as believers, we can remain courageous and hopeful to the end. We are not saved by being steadfast and firm in our faith, but our courage and hope to reveal that our faith is real. Without this enduring faithfulness, we could easily be blown away by the winds of temptation and false teaching or persecution. Stability of faith. We should be steadfast in our stability of faith. Colossians chapter 2 verse 5 says, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Paul was warning them about errors. Like today, there's a lot of error teaching. But letting them know they were stable because they were having faith in Christ. We had to persevere in service. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Paul was saying, because of the resurrection, nothing we do is in vain. Sometimes we hesitate to do good because we don't see any results. But if we can maintain a heavenly perspective, we will understand that we often will not see the good that results from our efforts, 
But if we truly, truly believe that Christ has won the, the ultimate victory, that fact must affect the way we live now. Don't let discouragement over an apparent lack of results keep you from working. Do the good that you have opportunity to do, knowing that your work will have eternal results. We have to be steadfast in resisting Satan. First Peter 5 verse 9 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom steadfast, whom resist steadfast in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Do you know that lions attack sick, young, or straggling animals? They choose victims who are alone or not alert. Peter wants us to watch out for Satan. When we are suffering or being persecuted, feeling alone, weak, helpless, and cut off from other believers, so focus on our troubles that we forget to watch for danger. We are especially vulnerable to Satan's attacks. During times of suffering, seek other Christians for support. Keep your eyes on Christ and resist the devil. Then James says, he will flee from you. James chapter four, verse seven says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. How do you resist the devil? Here is the answer. Submit yourselves to God. Go after the things of God. Be steadfast after the things of God. We are also to be steadfast in defending the Christian liberty. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 declares, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Christ died to set us free from sin and from a long list of laws and regulations. Christ came to set us free, not free to do whatever we want, because that would lead us back into slavery to our selfish desires. Rather, thanks to Christ, we are now free and able to do what was impossible before to live unselfishly. Those who appeal to their freedom so that they can have their own way or indulge their own desires are falling back into sin. But it is also wrong to put a burden of law keeping on Christians. We must stand against those who would enslave us with rules and regulations and methods or special conditions for being saved or growing in Christ. You need to have a goal. Philippians 3 and 12 declares, not as though I had already attained either already perfect, but I follow after 
in that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended in Christ Jesus. We should not let anything take our eyes off our goal. Knowing Christ with the single-mindedness of an athlete in training, we must lay aside every everything harmful and forsake anything that may distract us from being effective Christians. The word of God declares in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus says, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. I have decided, you have to make a decision, to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back. We should be disciplined. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25 to 27. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we are incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself, I myself should be a castaway. And we don't want to be a castaway because we could preach to others, but yet go to hell. At times, we must even give up something good in order to do what God wants. Years ago, I thought I had the best job in the world as a professional secretary, but God called me. I had to give up what I love to do. Thank God I answered the call. Each person's special duties determine the discipline and denial that he or she must accept. Without a goal, without a goal, discipline is nothing but self-punishment. With the goal of pleasing God, our denial seems like nothing compared to the eternal, to the eternal gifts that does not perish, to eternal reward that will be ours. We are to be steadfast in running the race. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, 
and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross he endured and, and, and endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of god the christian life involves hard work it requires us to give up whatever endangers our relationship with god to run patiently and to struggle against sin with the power of the holy spirit to live effectively we must keep our eyes on jesus turn your eyes upon jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace yes we will stumble if you look away from him to stare at ourselves or at the circumstances surrounding us we should be running for christ not ourselves and we must always keep him in sight never give up be steadfast we should never give up revelation chapter 3 verse 10 and, and verse 21 says because thou had kept the word of my patience i also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth verse 21 says to him that overcometh will i grant to sit with me in my throne even as i also overcame and i'm set down with my father in his throne we should obey god no matter what we face so let us continue to be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord for as much as ye know that your labor my labor is not in vain in the lord they are new every morning new every morning great is thy faithfulness o lord great is thy faithfulness we thank you father for your steadfast love we are called this is a call this is a wake-up call to steadfastness so continue to be steadfast unmovable because you will win the victory you have won the victory hallelujah you have won the victory hallelujah you have won it all for me that could not hold you down you are the risen king seated in majesty 
You are the risen King. So let us be steadfast. Great is his faithfulness. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. O Lord, great is thy faithfulness. So may the peace of the Lord be with you today. May his grace and his mercy continue to overshadow you today. And God bless you and I love you and continue to be steadfast, unmovable, always, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.